Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. And welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. And today we're talking with an inspirational young executive of an internationally recognized human resources consulting firm. That is big time. (laughs) Mackenzie Rath started at Talent Plus at a young age, and she is now president of this organization that has over 400 clients and is in 20 countries. In addition, they're known for having a great culture and amazing generosity. Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast. Lynn, thank you so much. It's a true honor and delight to be here with you today. I have a feeling we are going to have a really fun conversation, and I'd love to get started by having you tell us a bit more about the work of Talent Plus. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. It's one of my favorite topics to discuss. So at Talent Plus, we have, it's not only a belief, but we know that everyone has talent. And so our mission is to help discover and develop that talent for individuals and have them, for those who have the desire and the opportunity to express it. And so we love learning about people, learning about talent, what makes people feel fulfilled and engaged in the roles they're in, because ultimately one of our founders, Lynn, they had a dream. Dr. William E. Hall, he would always ask, what would the world be like if everyone did what they were good at and enjoyed? You know what? I'm going to interrupt you for a minute because that sounds amazing to me, right? I think we would all be happier if we all did what we were good at and enjoyed. What an awesome mission to have. Doesn't that sound amazing? And so we think about helping to discover and develop talent is part of our bigger mission and vision of actualizing a better world. So we love what we do every day and it's it's my privilege to an honor to, to serve as the president and uh, lead our company and our colleagues to fulfill and serve our clients globally to help them actualize that mission as well. That is really good stuff. And you know what, Mackenzie, to say that you started at the company at a young age is a little bit of an understatement because you have <laughs> to feel like you grew up with this company as your parents were instrumental in founding Talent Plus. I mean, does it feel like a a sibling, a family member to you? It does. It does. We had four founding members of Talent Plus. And so there were Doug and Kimberly Rapp, Sandy Maxwell, and then the quote I just mentioned from Dr. Hall, Dr. William E. Hall, and they were the four founding members in 1989. And it started on a patio here in Lincoln, Nebraska with an idea and around Dr. Hall's dream and how can we help individuals all over the world discover their talent and what's right about them and help them maximize human potential. And so it really started with those four wonderful thought leaders and their ideas for the future. 
And I was born a couple of years before that. So I was, <laughs> I don't know if baby. I was, <laughs> I was, I don't know if I was on the patio at that moment, but I was nearby at least. And, and it did, we, I grew up with uh, my brothers and I grew up with talent plus and Uh, not only being a part of the fun family aspect of it and outings or events, but having it be a family business as well with two of our, two of the founders being parents is growing up and learning more about how decisions are made. We had an opportunity 15, 16 years ago to build this beautiful building along 68th and Pioneers. And that was a big decision for us as a family. How should we do it? How do we finance it? How do we find the land to do it? And so thinking about all of the decisions that we had the, myself and my brothers had the opportunity to listen and learn and be a part of those discussions really helped frame then as I came into Talent Plus as an actual full-time colleague 10 years ago, because even though I maybe didn't know the day-to-day operations as well, fundamentally how we fulfilled our vision the work we were doing, what our plans for the future were, were already significantly embedded in me. You know, that is a priceless, a priceless educational opportunity you had there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I too am an entrepreneur. And one thing I didn't realize when I went out and started my business is how it would impact my own children and the lessons that they would learn. I I don't know why I didn't think about that, but (laughs) they all are more entrepreneurial and kind of understand the business side of things a bit Mm -hmm. more too. So you may have seen even with your own family, how it evolves conversations or discussion points that gets you to envision or think about things you might not have in the same way as you run your own business. And it, it means just as much to the family as it does (laughs) the other colleagues and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like uh, there are not many, there are not many youth who get to be involved in conversations about building buildings and acquiring land (laughs) and, and all of those different things. So, Mm -hmm. so then let's take this forward a bit. You were officially named president in January of 2020, I believe. Yes. And that was roughly 75 days before the beginning of a global pandemic, not a small thing, but a global pandemic. What was that first year like? Oh, well, I, I think I probably with a lot of other people globally, when we all were happy to say goodbye to 2020 and we were excited (laughs) to usher in a new year, uh, just a couple of months ago here in 2021 and heard all the jokes about 2020 being hindsight. (laughs) Absolutely. Good. By 2020. Exactly. It was, it was a very tough year, Lynn, not only to step in as the new leader of an organization and think about all the things that go with a leadership transition at that level, but then balancing that with the global pandemic. And we, we actually began talking about COVID as an organization a little bit earlier maybe than some of the the US-based companies because of our Singapore office. Right. And so in January, February, they were already starting to take protocols and procedures put in place in Singapore from their government around watching this come out of and spread across Southeast Asia. And so 
it was, it was a really tough year. There was a lot of learning and understanding. We even in early March, we had planned a trial work from home day. And so we said, okay, we're going to plan this day and everyone take what you need home with you. We're all going to work from home tomorrow. See if we can make it work. And that was on a, the week before we decided we had to actually completely shut down the office. And so we said no more trial. It was a Friday. (laughs) Everyone take everything you need home. We do not know when this building will be back open again. Take, yeah, grab a box, fill what you need to go home and, and still be able to work remotely. And so we continued keeping the office closed through June, where we then in June of 2020 started an optional reopening where we have safety measures in place, but the office is available for colleagues who want to come in and and work here versus working at home. And we've been able to do that since January or June of, excuse me, of 2020 and been very safe and, and had, uh, it, we've enjoyed it for those of us who are in the office. I'm actually here today. So it's a nice benefit. It is nice to be able to go into the, it's, it's nice to have the option, right? There's some days where it's nice to work from home, but other days where it just feels like I need to be in an office setting. I'm in the office today too, even though most of our team is working remotely mm-hmm. and it's just nice to have that option. It isn't to see people. We're such a relationship driven culture. And I think that might've been one of the hardest things as I reflect on 2020 is how we were so connected every day and we had our executive chef and we'd all have lunch together. And we were, we were so, we were so relationship driven and that hasn't changed. We're, we're still a relationship driven business for sure, but how we connect virtually. And I actually don't like that word social distance because it's, I don't want to be that far apart from my friends or my colleagues or my family. So we started talking about early on in the pandemic, virtual inclusion, and how do you, how do you continue to drive our culture through virtual means, knowing that it was impossible for us back in March to physically be together. And I think we've, we've been able to do things very well. It still doesn't take the place of being in person and having a, having a one-on-one or a team meeting all together, but it's the right thing to do right now for safety and, and keeping everyone and their families happy and healthy. Absolutely. I wrote that term down virtual inclusion. That sounds way better than social distancing. And if you do look at the positives of this, even though we do completely miss out on all of the fun relational things that happen over lunch, as you walk around the block together, just funny things in, in the mm-hmm. office that happen. There has been something nice about being able to bring people in from different locations very easily now that we're all getting used to our online tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom and all the things that people use. So mm-hmm. there have been some good things, but virtual inclusion, that's a great way to say it. You know, another phrase that you shared with me a few months ago when you and I were talking was you said to me, focus is our greatest currency. And I also wrote that down and thought quite a lot about it. But could you talk a bit more about what that phrase means to you? Yes. It's it's been one of my guiding principles since the pandemic started back in March because 
again, especially being virtual, how we all remain focused on our vision forward as an organization, on our strategic initiatives, our team goals, our clients, whatever that focus is pointed at, but making sure that for me, I know that's what's going to get us through and not getting bifurcated or lost in the minutia, but knowing what's important to stay focused on. And as we started that, talking about that idea in March, it actually led in July when we kicked off our annual meeting to our new theme for this fiscal year, which is one-to-one. And so it's the number one to the word one, W-O-N. And when we think back to our roots of starting with one dream, Dr. Hall's dream that I mentioned earlier, and funny, funny enough, Dr. Hall started his teaching career in a one-room schoolhouse. Oh my. Talent Plus was thir- turning 31 this year. And it was, we were turning, we were going to go to 2021. So we, the number one represented so many different things in our history and our culture today. And then we said, well, at the end of the year, we want to end as as one, we want to be able to fly the W flag. We want to look at all of our wins and celebrate those from the year. And so having this theme around one-to-one since July really helped us lean into that statement around focus being our ultimate currency. Because like every business, we've had a lot of change as we've had to remain agile and adapt to the controllables and uncontrollables of a global pandemic and clients shifting and lifting and different priorities that they've had. How do we, how do we rebuild business? How do we go out and find new industries to be a part of? So 2020 has led itself to a lot of change and that's through the focus, uh, being our ultimate currency and being intentional about the focus and doing the right things right for the right reasons has helped us to focus in on our one-to-one goals for this year. I appreciate you explaining that. I think it's such a hopeful and empowering phrase, both actually the one-to-one and the focus is our greatest currency, because when you get distracted, when you get anxious or apprehensive, you know, you can just remind yourself, hey, I am going to focus here, right? Everybody has the ability Mm -hmm. to focus. So, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the importance of the work that Talent Plus does. You know, if you could help talk through, we talked about everyone has a talent and wouldn't it be great to find everybody a job that they love, that they excelled at. Can you talk more about the real value of the work that you're doing? Mm-hmm. One of the things we, we really make sure to try to talk about and think about is is not just the overall growth of Talent Plus and we're doing millions more assessments and things are amazing, but taking a moment to stop and recognize that behind every single one of the assessments and interviews that we do or team days or executive coachings or whatever it might be, there's a person And we are changing that individual's life, whether it's helping them find a role that they're going to be, they've got great talent and fit for, or it's helping to do a collaborative coaching conversation between an executive leader and, or two executive leaders, for example, 
but we have the opportunity to change someone's life every single day, every single moment through one of our interviews, assessments, or solutions. And so as I think about the bigger purpose and getting back to our vision of actualizing a better world, it, it all ties together for me in that as, as we can impact positively, impact more lives and help individuals grow and maximize their potential and recognize their talent, Talent Plus, in effect, grows as well. And our profitability as a business grows, our sustainability, our ability to impact more clients, we experience all that growth, but that's because of a result of what we're doing today and how we're changing lives today. That is, that's really neat. You grow as you help each one of those people. What I imagine though, too, is I'm guessing we've all had a friend or a family member who was in a job that they didn't love and a job that they loved, right? And, mm-hmm. and that there's such a ripple effect to, to how that impacts an entire family or friend set, or even you think about the workplace most of us have probably been in a situation where we worked with somebody who wasn't really a good fit and the negative energy that that creates. And I tell you, if you've ever worked in an organization where everybody seems to fit together and have positive energy towards what they're doing, it's just amazing. There's seriously hardly anything better for a work culture, right? Lynn, everything you just shared in the examples of when everyone, it, you, you come to work and you feel that it's, it's hard to describe that feeling sometimes, but it's that synergistic flow that everyone's in and everyone's again, focused on that common mission or goal. Everyone's rowing in the same direction. It's one of the things we say at Talent Plus is that you make the greatest impact when you put your natural talents to work. I love that. <laughs> and work is not just your nine to five job because your talent doesn't shut off when you go home to your family or when you go home to your roommates or when you take your dog for a walk. If I am someone who's highly detail oriented and exacting at work, I'm going to be the same way at home. It's, yeah. it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my character logical underpinning. And so to your point, when someone is not in a good fit, it does affect them in so many different ways. And so while we think about the, the impact we're having and how we're changing lives, one of the things in our healthcare business, we think about the patient lives impacted Oh, yeah. You know, it's not just about patients. It's about the caregivers and the advocates and the family who's Absolutely. there with the patient. It's the entire nurse team. It's the, you know, it extends to everyone. And so it's more than just that individual life we're changing of getting the nurse in the right hospital setting and the right team for success, because she's going to go on and, and impact, you know, tens of hundreds of patients every week and month. Absolutely. I can hardly imagine anything more stressful than trying to go to work every day and be someone that you're not right. Like Mm -hmm. that's just not going to work well, or it's not going to work well for very long. So now you've used a couple of, I'm going to call them F words. You said feelings (laughs) and you said flow, and those feel kind of like very soft, intuitive words, but I know there's a lot of science 
to what you do. As a matter of fact, Talent Plus talks about the science of talent. Can you talk to me about the science that backs this all up? Yes, I would love to. And this is science that actually stems back over 60 years. So it's not any, it's something that we've been studying through Dr. Hall's initial work back to the University of Nebraska Lincoln. And then as he joined Talent Plus and, and we really set the foundation 32 years ago at the start of Talent Plus, it's, and one of the things when people think about science, I you think it's kind of cold, like yeah. science. And I did not do well in my science classes in school <laughs> growing up. It sounds hard and cold and not very fun, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> the science of talent, though, is something that's very warm because we're talking about people and we're, we're talking about patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in people. And we're talking about things from a strength-based perspective. So it's not a, one of the analogies we use, and I'm sure a lot of parents have felt this, you get a report card from at the end of the semester or quarter, and you review it with your child and you look through and your mind usually gravitates to the places that are lowest first. So yeah. you skip over all the A's and B's and say, okay, well, why did we get a C here? What happened? And, and you go to those places where it, that student, they, if for me, science were my lowest grades and it's not something that brought me enjoyment. It's not something I was naturally good at, or I wanted that to spend time sense. studying and doing because I, it didn't, it didn't connect with me in the same kind of way that it does for others. And so, but when we focus on those areas of weakness or negativity, you have limited growth potential coming out of them, because no matter how hard I could study, I would never go to medical. I'd never be able to conceptually go to medical school and put all those information points together. Yeah. Um, you probably could, I mean, you probably could, and you probably could have done really well, but you would not have been happy, right? You wouldn't, I have, wouldn't have been happy face. and it yeah. would have been on memorization versus actually maybe truly understanding it on a yeah. better, yeah. <laughs> on a larger Which, scale. Right. But if we look at all the areas where I was doing well, and that was more along the psychology classes, the arts classes, statistics, some of those, I, I thrived in those classes. And when I spent more time thinking and learning about statistics or psychology, I got better and better. And I saw exponential growth. And so the science of talent is, it's, it's validated predictive science where we study top performers. So we find those who are the best of the best in a role and we study them and find out what, what drives them. What are the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that underlie who they are, how they make decisions, how they work with customers, guests, patients. And then we start to ask them questions and questions that help us then in a predictive manner, think about how do we measure that talent through an assessment or an interview or a questionnaire perhaps, and do that from proper scientific rigorous methodology and principles. But ultimately when, when you complete the assessment and you get a talent card, you feel like you're understood and you've been heard 
And so it really is, it's warm and it's, it's focused on identifying natural talent and then helping to build upon that. That is, you know, honestly, one of the greatest human needs is to feel listened to, validated and understood, right? And that talent card has to, has to feel like that Mm -hmm. with an element of science in it. So when we talk about, you know, workforce and talent and human resources, that seems very like localized to me, but yet your business is in 20 different countries. Like how do you translate this work into international markets? I think that's one of the beauties, Lynn, of talent is it transcends cultures. It transcends countries because we're, when we're looking at talent and we're understanding how someone builds relationships, how positive they are, how their work integrity, their work ethic, and learning more about that, that doesn't change because I live in (laughs) Nebraska versus Singapore versus Australia or somewhere else. If, and again, it's kind of like that talent when you put your, you, you make the greatest impact when you put your natural talents to work. It doesn't matter if I'm in a nine to five role because it's 1230 here in Lincoln, Nebraska today, or if it's seven o'clock at night and I'm in a different country or place, you're still able to express your natural talents because it transcends across cultures and uh, geographical locations. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I could see how that would work. You know, one other thing that I know about Talent Plus, I know that you are on the leading edge of both corporate social responsibility and sustainability. Could you just share some of the initiatives that you have going on in those areas? Yes, we have. I'll start with our social responsibility and our colleague, Jess Kenobi. She leads our social responsibility today and she's amazing. And Talent Plus, gosh, this was almost like eight, eight years ago, maybe eight or nine years ago. Before we were really talking about this, right? Like now it is such a hot topic. Everybody's talking about it, but you guys really were on the front edge of this. We were, and we, we really put a focused effort back those eight or nine years ago around how to have a bigger impact. What we realized is we would give a lot of money or you know, volunteer hours, whatever it might've been, but it was in really small dollars. And so we'd give a hundred dollars here, you know, buy something here to support them, whatever. And it wasn't having the greatest impact that we thought it could. And so eight or nine years ago, we, our social responsibility team sat down to really think about a stronger future and came up with the concept of what we do today, which is having pillar organizations. Mm -hmm. And so every single year, it's actually in the spring, so we're getting ready to do it again here, Talent Plus colleagues, so anyone at Talent Plus can nominate a not-for-profit that they would like to see considered as being a social responsibility pillar for the next fiscal year at Talent Plus. And so you can, you provide information and then we, our social responsibility team actually interviews these different nonprofits. We look at both local and or national organizations 
And ultimately we, and I don't know their exact process, but they narrow it down to a, a top five or 10 list. And then all colleagues get a vote on wow. who they would like to see as the pillars for next year. Cause some of the outcomes we saw eight or nine years ago when we were working on the redesign is we knew we wanted to have a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just a hundred dollars here, but let's commit to an organization for a year. And we also knew colleagues wanted to be part of selecting who, who we would focus on. And it wasn't just a directive from the board, but they wanted to, they wanted to be close to causes that were near and dear to their heart. And so we have the opportunity then every spring to nominate, and we ultimately end up with three pillars. And so our pillars for this current fiscal year are Cedars Home for Children, the Child Advocacy Center, Voices of Hope, and then we have Yellow Ribbon in Singapore. So our Singapore office also nominates uh, not-for-profit and goes through a similar process. I am not familiar with Yellow Ribbon, but those are all amazing organizations that I'm sure have benefited greatly because it sounds like it's not just it's not just dollars, but also just your involvement and your support behind mm -hmm. it as well, which sometimes means as much, if not more than the monetary donation. Although don't get me wrong, especially during these times, all of our great nonprofits need our support. More yes. Cedars, Child Advocacy Center, and Voices of Hope are such important organizations here in our local Lincoln community. And Lincoln is very blessed to have a lot of not-for-profits. And Lincoln yes. supports these organizations so strongly as a community. And we're really lucky to be a part of such a, a great, generous community of, of Lincoln itself. And to your point, Lynn, we do, we, we do dollars, but we talk about it. We measure our impact in terms of our time, our talent and our treasure. Yeah. And so it's dollars, but it's also in-kind donations or it's solutions and assessments. And then it's time as well. An actual volunteer time on site to, to help with something. That's fantastic. Well, good luck as you're embarking <laughs> upon your next round. I, I'm sure that I mean, the process you've outlined sounds very thorough, but I'm also sure it takes a lot of time. It'd be a lot easier for the board just to go, okay, this year, these three, right? And I, I really like that process that you've gone through. Well, thank you. And I give uh, the full recognition and uh, play of the day to our social responsibility team with Jess and the team, because they they're so focused on thinking about how do we drive this impact and how do we provide these opportunities for our colleagues? How do we make a difference in each of these organizations and have fun doing it? And that team has great ideas. They've been really creative during the pandemic to think about different ways we can remain engaged and continue to uh, be a supportive partner for these organizations. Uh, even though we can't go on site or do some of the things yeah. we had originally planned. This has been a different year in that regard. Tell mm -hmm. me a bit more about your sustainability initiatives. We also have a green team and our green team is led by Cody Pfeiffer and they have helped us. It's a newer team we formed in the last few years to think about more of our envir environmental responsibility yeah. <laughs> and things like recycling containers throughout the building, 
but also even electronic recycling, for example. And so once or twice a year, we have an electronic recycling week where you can bring in a lot of cords. Like I have a whole pile of cords at home that I don't know where they go to, where they came from. The miscellaneous cords. They go with all of the lost socks, right? Exactly. It looks like a a nest, a bird's nest of cords. And so, but having, having a time then we can bring those in and have them properly recycled. So they don't go into a landfill having even really great water machines around here that have the right kind of filtration and sustainability. So we're not using plastic uh, water bottles and, and throwing those away. We did a book drive during the pandemic. Oh, that's to really nice. Don't throw your books away. We'll do a book drive and share books. And then the remainder of the books were donated to the Lincoln city libraries. And so the green team's been helping us think even how to get rid of one of my favorite ones was how to cut down on junk mail in your mailbox. And so there's actually a process you can go through with the post office to say, I don't need all these flyers and handouts. And so they've been really helpful with thinking about how to reduce our environmental impact here at Talent Plus, but as well as personally. Yeah. Recycle your Christmas tree, all sorts of things like that. You know, I do think that I think all businesses have an opportunity to, you know, extend their influence beyond just what you do as a business. And there are some great opportunities there. So looking forward, Mackenzie, we've talked about so much exciting stuff, (laughs) but looking forward, what are some things on the horizon that excite you the most? Gosh, this was a hard question as I was thinking about it, Uh, Lynn. I'm really excited overall for the growth of Talent Plus and how we've leaned into focus being our ultimate currency and really positioned ourselves through the pandemic to be able to grow as we come into 2021 here and, and keep moving forward. And that's growth of the overall business and enterprise, but it's also individual team growth and individuals that want to take on new things and learn new things. And so really excited about our colleagues. And then we've got some exciting initiatives internally as well. We're, we're working on a brand new website. Nice. That's scratch. Always fun, but a lot of work. People do not have, if people who have not been involved in a website do not realize how much work it is, it's a lot of work. It is a lot more than I understood (laughs) getting into it with no marketing or website background. I actually got to see the designs yesterday for it. And I am I was, we were just so giddy on the call because it's, Mm. it's so exciting to think about how we, how we're going to be able to visually show who we are, how we do things, our approach, our values, and the impact we have with clients in the future. So that's a a big project that'll launch probably in June that I'm really excited. Very exciting. To see and and have a big launch party for. And then I'm just really proud of our teams and around our one-to-one goals and all of the initiatives that everyone's been focused on and put forth tremendous effort to think about how to grow Talent Plus over time. So it's a lot of great things coming. It's always fun to have exciting things on the roadmap (laughs) ahead. 
So now I want to switch just a little bit because I know outside of work, we've talked all about work outside (laughs) of work though, you are balancing the role of being a parent with the role of being a corporate executive. If you don't mind me asking, how do you do it all? (laughs) You look like you're sleeping, like you don't look sleep deprived to me, but maybe you are. (laughs) I do it with a lot of help, Lynn. I, between family and an amazing uh, nanny and others, I do it with a lot of help. Yeah. I think early on when our daughter was first born, I I was like, I'm going to do it all. And I was really committed. And (laughs) I realized, I think within two or three weeks of doing triple feeding schedules and all sorts of stuff, I said, there's no way humanly anyone can do this by themselves. (laughs) And so acknowledging that and then being, not having it, giving myself grace to not having it be frustrating for me is I can't do this or I can't always pick her up from school every day or something, but understanding that all everyone, we're all here to help and support and love one another and, and making it all work. And I think too, something else with my husband is it's, we strive for balance and both equally contributing, but we also know that's not possible every day or week, depending on what his work schedule looks like, or if he's traveling or writing, he's in the process of writing his dissertation. And so things, things aren't ever equal, but having a really good communication strategy and knowing what we need to do to balance and make things work and, and talking about it with one another has been really helpful. Good for you. I do think giving yourself grace and identifying that you need help and it's okay to have help. I think those things are really important. If I could go back to my younger self, when my (laughs) kids were younger, my kids are grown. I wish I could have told my younger self that, right? So that's very sage. Yeah. It's grace. And it's also permission for, you know, I had to kind of give myself like, yes, you can do this, but like, you have permission to do this. You have permission to call grandma and grandpa and ask for help or call your brothers or don't know how to fix something. Get someone to help you. Yes. <laughs> you don't have um, to fix everything yourself. Yeah. Yep. It's so, actually cheaper if you call the plumber to do the fixing as opposed to fix the things you broke while you're trying to fix it, right? Duct tape only fixes so much. <laughs> so yes. Yes. So Mackenzie, what advice do you have for young leaders who are wanting to make a difference in the world? I mean, you obviously are doing a lot of really incredible things. What advice do you have for others? I think ask, ask questions. Mm. And I, I say ask questions with, it's not really a caveat, but with kind of the statement behind it of the more you learn, the more you ask questions, the more you seek to understand the more it opens your mind, Mm. the more it helps you build empathy for others. Um, It helps you become more interested in others or things that are happening around you. And so the more you ask questions and you're open to learning, the bigger difference you can make. And, and, and sometimes like asking questions is hard or (laughs) networking, building relationships, but trust yourself. And know that that's going to help you grow as a person, because the more you, the more you learn about everything else around you, the more interested you become in everything else around you and interested in others. 
and you realize it's not about you at the end of the day. That is really good because I think sometimes leaders feel like they have to have all the answers, right? But you can't always have all the answers and they certainly won't be right if you're not investigating and seeking to understand. I think Mm -hmm. that's really wise. So I'm going to ask you this next question is my favorite question. I ask it on every single podcast because I am inspired by motivational quotes. And I know we all have our favorite quotes from others, but I'd like to have a few McKinsey Rath words of wisdom to inspire our listeners. (laughs) Oh, well, this, the, I will give you one that's actually mine. The first thing that came to mind, having a young daughter that stuck in my head was the Frozen 2 song. Of, <laughs> do, do the next, always do the next right thing. And I think that's one of our principles here at Talent Plus is doing the right things for the right reasons, having that intentionality. That's not a, a quote attributable to me necessarily, yeah. but it's one, I think, especially given everything I've learned over the last year of leading in a pandemic is always do the next right thing. That is good. Attributable to Frozen, Frozen 2. (laughs) You know, Um, Disney movies, as you learn, as you have young kids and you watch a lot of those Disney movies, there's a lot of little nuggets in there that are for the parents, right? A lot of Disney words of wisdom. They are. I am a huge Disney fan. So I, yes, I'm love, love their quotes in movies. And as I was thinking about words of wisdom, it actually kind of ties in with the question you asked me before, but for me, it's ask, listen, and learn. Mm, Yep. Very nice. And listening is really critical in that there's a, (laughs) there's a reason why it's sandwiched between the talking, <laughs> listen and learn, <laughs> right? Or uh, ask and learn, excuse me, because the the critical act of listening is really important. Ask, listen, learn. Great advice. So, for our listeners who would like to learn more about the work that you're doing, how can they find out more about Talent Plus? We have our soon-to-be old website, um, <laughs> www.talentplus.com and would invite you to check out our new website that'll get launched over the summer. But I, I would love to share more about Talent Plus. You, you can always find me thinking and talking about the business and, and the colleagues we have here and the great work we get to do. And so I would love for listeners who wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn or through, through Talent Plus to call and would love to share more. Fantastic. And your your marketing team is going to appreciate the fact that you said, watch for the new website in summer because in that summer. buys a little more time just in case, but I, I can't won't. wait to see it. <laughs> I, we're, we're targeting early June, but I won't okay. say that just in case we have a, a delay somewhere in the next couple of months. So yes, summertime. It's a big undertaking. So. <laughs> So Mackenzie, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like people to remember about the work that you're doing? I think I take this back to Dr. Hall's dream. And I think about his dream again of what would the world be like if everyone did what they were good at and enjoyed. And that's what I wake up every day thinking about, Lynn, is how how do we at Talent Plus 
continue to enliven that dream and that mission every day. And that's what I would encourage and ask the listeners to think about for themselves is how each of you as listeners are expressing your talent. How does it feel? You want to spend more time doing it. How can you create more opportunities for yourself to have, have those kinds of moments and, and really truly maximize your own human potential? What a noble mission and undertaking. Mackenzie, I really appreciate your wisdom and your energy and just want to thank you for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to share with us today. Lynn, thank you. It has been an honor to speak with you and get connected with you over this last year and talk to fellow leaders in the talent or in the Lincoln community, excuse me, about how everyone is doing and truly support one another. So I I appreciate your friendship and support. Thank you. Absolutely. We've got to stick together through this all, right? We do. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a change maker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.